We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather forecast this upcoming week. It is that rare time of year, which is probably no more than about 14 days, where our weather forecast and Los Angeles's weather forecast are almost exactly the same. 80s during the day, 50s to 60s at night. However, expect a chill late in the week in Lincoln, where our lows at night may start with the number three. Robin, this segment is possible today because of Nebraska Green Sorghum Board and Nebraska Prep Equipment. Coming up on the show, inspiring women finalist Lindsay Rinke from John Henry's Plumbing is here. We'll ask her what that's all about. And how do Nebraska organizations expect their use of office space to change over the next year? And how has the use changed since the early 2020? We'll talk to Dr. Eric Thompson of UNL College of Business Administrations about a study he has been working on. How are retail malls changing? Are they trying harder? Are they making cutbacks? We'll talk to Rick Heyman of Sarder Heyman Jewelry, which has locations in retail malls in Nebraska. Well, Robin, let's introduce our first guest here. Our inspiring guest. Our inspiring guest. <laughs> Can inspiring women finalist Lindsay Rinke from John Henry's Plumbing is here. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. How are you doing? Good morning. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me today. It's exciting to be on the show. Oh, yeah. We're kind of in that weird um, time between morning and afternoon, so we right. don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> you were recently nominated for the Lincoln Journal Stars Inspiring Women. Congratulations on that. How did you find out about Inspiring Women? Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, I actually received an email from the Journal Star just saying you are one of our nominations for this award. And I was shocked. Um, just Did I, you know what it even was? I've heard of the event. Um, oh. I was nominated last year as well. Um, but I didn't, I was not able to attend the event. Um, so it was kind of um, a new a new experience this year, actually being able to go and see it and everything. Like and that. what category were you nominated in? We were nominated in the Excellence in Business Large Large Business Award. Um, so that's a, companies that are 100 people or more. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Because you have, what, 140 or? We're about 130. 130 yeah. employees. Yeah. Wow. yeah. 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 So tell us what it was like to be at the event. It was stunning um you know when you think of the pinnacle bank pinnacle bank arena you don't really think of having events there i always think of sporting events or right. concerts or that kind of thing but it was beautiful to go and have the entire main floor with the big tables and a stage and screens and just so many amazing powerful women in the community um and everybody was dressed beautiful and it was just it was fun um they had some awesome swag bags for all of the finalists <laughs> well um, which was the important thing yes i'm not going to turn down a good swag bag. the chocolates were the best oh, i may have ate them all before i left <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um i was wondering do you you're you're in the plumbing industry do you think of yourself in terms of i'm a woman in this male-dominated industry or do you think of more other things you know that me and my husband own this and we got to keep our work and our home life separate or or our company has so many competitors and how am i doing with with this investment that i've purchased how do you look at your life and yourself in a bigger context 
Yeah, um, I definitely, especially when I was younger, um, thought of it as a plumbing company, an HVAC company, you know, like I'm a woman, how can I be involved? Um, but very early on, I learned, um, you know, by seeing my mom in the business as well, um, there can be both genders. Um, it does not matter um, female, male in this industry. Um, there's a lot of groups that actually cater towards women in the plumbing and the HVAC industry um, that you can bounce ideas off each other and everything like that. And you can still be involved in the business and still have a home life. You know, we have two boys that are very active in sports and school and things like that. Um, I, we're able to balance it very well. Um, we're starting to see more women in the industry as well. We actually have a female um, in our company that is training to be a technician, um, which is super cool. Um, I think it's a good, trustworthy position um, to have anybody in. And so. just looking at your website, I saw many women's faces. I, I what did I count twenty of them at least. But... Yeah, yep. Yeah, there's that we have a lot, um, and that is from customer service to accounting in the warehouse, um, just across the whole company, as well as males in what you would consider a traditional, using air quotes here, a <laughs> traditional woman's role of customer service. We have male uh, people right. in that role as well. Huh. Yeah. Hey, when you were a young lady, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. My parents um, started the business in yeah. our home. Um, and actually, my husband and I purchased the home about 14 years ago um, that the business started in. So it was kind of cool to see that. I mean, when the business started, I was 11 years old. So really, from my low memories of, of figuring out what I wanted to do, I saw them grow this business and grow it in the community and become trusted the way that we are. Um, and I always just was pulled towards the business. Were you? Um, yeah. When I was... 16 and able to drive when I left school, I would go straight to the office um, right after school and I would file papers, you know, back when there were papers. Um, <laughs> I would order. I, did, I was the same way. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ordered office supplies, helped with phones, you know, and just as I've been there for my 20 years, um, it's just been really cool to see how it grows. And I've just always felt pulled towards it. My husband's a, a master plumber. Um, so then with having him involved in the business, it just fell into, fell into natural feelings. Was, was he a master plumber prior to meeting you? He was not. We actually met. Um, I was 15. He was 16. We worked at um, a local grocery store, and we met there um, on our first day of orientation. Wow. I'm still smiling about our guest, Paige Zutavern from yeah. Strictly Business, yeah. who we interviewed. And we asked her the same question. What did you want to, when you were a little girl? What did you want to be when you grew up? And her answer was that she played with Barbies and it was the Barbie with the briefcase. Yes. And Barbie goes to the office. <laughs> that, was, that was her thing. That's, that's <laughs> so, still Paige. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So some of us started early with this. <laughs> so, well, thanks so much for coming in and congratulations on your nomination. Um, and also thank Thanks for John Henry sponsoring our show and sending yeah. such interesting guests. They've they've been timely and they've been very well spoken and kind of helped us separate out what we should be doing, not only just at our houses, but also at our business buildings that we own. Yes. So. Yep, definitely. We have such a great team. And honestly, this company is not me. It's not my husband. It's not our leadership. Like, it's everybody. So. Truly with everybody, it, it makes six, John Henry. It takes 140 will, people to yes. make that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they feel vested, I can tell you. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's good. Lindsay Rinky, she was an Inspiring Women candidate for the Inspiring Women Awards, and she's with John Henry's Plumbing. Coming up next, Eric Thompson's going to talk about what businesses in Nebraska think is going to be happening with office space. This will be re really good. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln. 
1499.3 KLIN. Food truck alert. Estillo, Tijuana, Mexican food has been roaming Cornusker Highway and was reported this week to be at 1st in Cornusker, 38th in Cornusker, and 27th in Super Saver parking lot. The Feed Link barbecue food truck has been hanging out at Fallbrook Farmer's Market. And downtown Lincoln now has designated meters where food trucks can park and operate. You do have to get a permit. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. And speaking of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, we have Dr. Eric Thompson from the University of Nebraska College of Business with us. How are you doing today, Dr. Oh, Thompson? Quite well, thank you. Usually you come in, give us a, a monthly forecast of what you think that Nebraska's economy is going to be in about six months. But before we do that, I'd like to mention some kind of interesting consulting studies you've been doing for the Nebraska companies. One, and now Dave and I think this is really interesting, yes. Nebraska commercial real estate study. What's that all about? Well, that's a survey we're doing of uh, a number of commercial industries and the businesses in those and seeing if they're changing their space use or have changed it in the last few years and how they feel about remote work and so forth. So pretty interesting result. So the uh, uh, business, uh, businesses indicate on, uh, by and large they've become more comfortable with remote work. Not everybody, but more say they have than say the opposite. Um, at the same time, they say it's important to keep office space available for when the remote workers do have to come into the mm -hmm. office. Right. Yep. So, so even though the number of rem the share of remote workers has been rising, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean there's been a large change to demand for office space. In the fact, remote workers want it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't don't we all? Don't we? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who would? I was going to say. <laughs> I don't want to give up my that's, window office at the office building. That's just human behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so even between uh, before the COVID nineteen pandemic struck back in twenty twenty and now, more businesses say they've increased uh, commercial businesses and the services say they've increased office space, then have reduced it. Really? Obviously, some have reduced yeah. it. Huh. And uh, that the other interesting result is the share of remote workers has risen, but uh, they don't expect it to change much in the coming year. So hmm. they're going to keep the higher level, not reverse it, but they're not necessarily expecting to increase it either. When you say the higher level? Uh, of uh, The higher share of remote workers at their businesses. So okay. it, it's up about from about 10% uh, to about 16% among the businesses and we so surveyed. They, so they think it's going to stay steady around 15 to 20%? Yes, that's what they're thinking at this moment in time. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to take that oh, that amenity away, in other words. So. Well, yeah, I mean, and there's certain jobs that are easier to be done uh, remotely than others. Yeah. Um, a couple other ones. You are working on estimating costs due to land closures lane closures during construction and maintenance? Yes, I, I was almost late this morning, actually, for the, <laughs> the lane closure. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, so we're studying what it costs people in terms of lost time. Obviously, if you're idling, you're uh, polluting the air a little bit, you know, if, if you sit idling because of the gasoline you're burning. So we're looking at factors like that and seeing how valuable or how costly it is to have a lane closed on a highway for uh, for an hour. And it, it, it'll be useful to kind of uh, help figure out uh, what the benefits are for if companies can finish 
projects quicker. If the if the construction company fixing the road can finish faster. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, do they get an incentive if they? Uh, potentially. So it, it, it's uh, uh, it, 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 if the public's better off, then maybe there's a way to incentivize companies, and they'll be better off too. Yeah. If they can find a way to. Do it right and do it a little more quickly. To tie it with numbers, yeah. Also, the economic impact of ethanol. Yeah, so that's an interesting study. That uh, And let me say up front, this is a Department of Agricultural Economics study. Uh, I, I just help out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, what we found is about six, uh, between six and 7,000 Nebraska jobs are, 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 are the result of the ethanol industry in our state. So uh, that's because a lot of... Uh, uh, the the uh, the jobs at the ethanol plants themselves, but also the other jobs supported in the economy. Is there a typical cost for a company or organization to hire you and the students in your department to do a consulting study like this? Well, it just depends on the amount of time. So uh, being a state organization, we just charge the cost of our time. Uh, plus, you know, there's a little cost to keep the university open, lights on, so forth. Yeah. But uh, it's just a cost plus approach. So it just depends on the length of time that we have to invest in doing the study. Um, you know, st- obviously students, using students to do the study can save a little money, but students also need a lot of help. So I think the main benefit uh, of us working with students is the students gain gain work expertise. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may, may save a little money too as well. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump into the the results of your latest data predicting the economy. What what are you coming up with for what Nebraskans think is going to happen? Yeah, so last month's leading indicator was uh, basically unchanged. So okay. uh, businesses are still somewhat optimistic, but some of the uh, hard numbers that we get from uh, airports or uh, from the government agencies that collect employment data – were a little negative uh, on mass, so it, it ended up about neutral. So we had one month of down slightly on the leading indicator, one month of flat. I think that just reflects that we know the economy will slow mm-hmm. uh, over the next six months. Uh, in Nebraska, we still think the economy will grow, but just at a slower pace. Well, Based I'm glad to indicator. hear that there's no dire pessimism. <laughs> right, no plunging expectations. That would no, be bad. That's good. So. Yeah. Well, well thanks thank uh, thanks a lot for coming in, Dr. Thompson. That was we covered an awful lot there, but a lot of resources available at yeah. UNO. So, coming up next, stock market plunge. Whose fault is it? We'll ask Roger Frank when he comes in. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. More food truck news. The city is paving near the Milltown building. That's the gravel parking area under the Rosa Park overpass. They are talking about adding changeable light colors, such as Husker Red. Well, I like that idea. Yeah. We could do red and green at Christmas. Uh, And it'll probably be orange for for when we have Halloween coming up. Yeah? Yes. There you go. Well, Robin, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, stock uh, information with uh, Roger Frank, aren't we now? Yes, this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Charter Title. Welcome to the show, Roger. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Hi, Robin and Dave. 
Well, if all of you out there felt like stock prices were a little bit more volatile in 22 than in recent years, um, right on the money about that. The S&P 500 has posted 81 daily moves of at least 1% through August. And of these moves, 39 have been to the upside, 42 to the downside. So first of all, Roger, explain what that all means. What does move to the upside or downside of 1% mean? Yeah, just simple terms. It's, uh, you know, if the market was up more than 1% uh, one day, that's the upside. If it's down more than 1%, that's the downside of that. And we've seen a lot of that uh, this year in 2022. More than normal. Yeah, very so. Uh, Especially the last three years have been pretty good in the markets until this year. Mm -hmm. So... You know, these types of uh, things that you mentioned, uh, Robin, uh, have been tracked since the early 2000s. And since they started compiling those reports, they've actually seen a lot more of the 1% swings than maybe what they knew previously. (laughs) We have roughly about 70 trading days left in the year, believe it or not. Here we are, uh, fourth quarter. And I think the markets, uh, you know, they've been pretty volatile. We've touched again here in September the June lows. Uh, my hunch, we, we could may see uh, more volatility between now and the end of the year. Yeah. What what do you think about uh, inflation and how that's had impact uh, people in the market and Fed policy and all the other? Are, are people selling off or is this all the Fed? Yeah, I don't know if it's 100% of the Fed, but it's certainly a large part. Uh, yeah. You know, it's monetary policy has been raising interest rates uh, to slow the inflation. Um, they're trying to trying to avoid triggering a recession, uh, but uh, from my understanding and from what I've been reading, there's a growing consensus that uh, we'll officially be in a recession in 2023. And my hope is that it's not a deep recession, but in some cases they're talking about maybe a deep uh, recession as well. These price swings that we've been talking about here on the radio show this year, uh, it's its nothing new. Uh, in fact, in my 26 years uh, career in this business, we've seen that uh, quite a few different times. Yeah. Well, not that I'm trying to help people guess how old you are, but how many of these bull bear market swings have you seen in your career? Yeah, I was discussing actually that with a client this, uh, this week. And uh, if I had to guess, probably about six. Hmm. Uh, we, we had the early 2000s, uh, 9-11, mm-hmm. uh, the 08-09, uh, the European uh, country financial crises in the early 2011-12 area. Uh, we had the pandemic here mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and, and now what we're going through today. So it, it does happen. Boy, I remember Black Monday. <laughs> yeah. Way back when, which was now I'm sitting here thinking that's 30 Years ago plus. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. That's right. Hey, uh, so how have the markets fared since the markets reached their lows? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, as I mentioned on the show just a little bit ago, we, we touched our June lows. Uh, we had really a pretty good four- to five-week period where the market had started to come back up. Uh, September came around, and the last four weeks have been uh, pretty uh, pretty rough in, in the market's so we've touched that uh, June lows again. Uh, as I discussed previously, the the Federal Reserve uh, has increased the interest rates by two and a quarter percent over the last three months. Uh, we still have the federal, state, and local gov- governments continuing their spending uh, or spending sprees, as some people have called it. Uh, and and I think for some of those reasons, the market have sold off again. Okay, on that thing, you know, the Fed, the state, and the local governments continue their spending sprees. 
Wouldn't that, in a way, boost the confidence of the economy? It's kind of been that way since 2008. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big question to answer, uh, at least on this particular show. Uh, I don't know that we have time to cover all of that. But I do think, in general, I think the consumer probably believes that. Yeah. They think it would probably help. Individuals think, oh, that's good. The government's pumping money yeah. into the economy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, however, I, I, I believe that the stock market is a forward-thinking entity and it's really looking for you know what's going on six months or a year down the road. So I don't think the market see as, Cor- sees us that Corporations way. Corporations yeah. look way ahead in time. Yeah, and just kind of add on to uh, Dave's original question, uh, the Dow uh, is down about 19.5% for the year. The NASDAQ is down uh, a little over 30% uh, for the year, and the Standard & Poor's 500 is down uh, about 23.5% as well. So let's hope for a better fourth quarter. Um, We'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. Well, I would say Roger looked at my portfolio and helped me make some good buys this last week. So if you want to buy, this is a good time for some of these. There's certainly some opportunities out there if you want to explore it. Roger, Thanks. Thanks a lot, Roger. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher and Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. In our Drinking Beyond the Pandemic Local Update, Rio at 2050 Cornusker Highway is seeking a liquor license. Hey, this is the former uh, Royal Grove. Uh, employee is that right yeah yeah that's uh-huh. starting that so very interesting coming up after this malls and we're going to even talk about the lake up by ashland with a renaissance guy rick Heyman from sarder Heyman jewelry economic development is not boring it's our future it's grow lincoln 1499.3 klin Lincoln's Urban Development Department has made a budget request for a quarter of a million dollars over the next two years to educate and incent individuals to install high-efficiency in-home heating and cooling systems. This would be for replacement. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. We want to talk about malls with our sponsor, Rick Heyman from Sarder Heyman Jewelry. We have him with us. How are you doing today, Rick? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. Remind us where your Sarder Heyman store locations are. Well, we have uh, one downtown at 12th and O. We have one at South Point and one in Grand Isle. How are the malls changing the way they do business? Maybe maybe they're not changing, but I, I was wondering, are they easier to work with after the pandemic or harder to work with? Well, I think they're a lot easier to work with, actually. And um, In fact, the, the, the developer, the owner of Red Development that owns South Point has met with us personally, um, came up from Arizona, and uh, they are really eager to have locals in these malls now you know it kind of went full circle way back when when malls started they loved having locals in the mall and then the chains all came along and they didn't want to work with the locals anymore now the chains have kind of disappeared and they're back to wanting the locals back in there so i think they're a lot easier to work with i think there's a lot more flexibility than there used to be in the past 
Yeah, we we have seen the we have seen the same thing. Have you noticed any uh, cuts that they're making in their budgets or any sort of changes that they're making? Well, I don't know about other malls. Um, South Point has expressed an interest in making South Point a much more lifestyle mall with more food choices, bars, restaurants, boutiques, things like that, which would be very exciting if they could do it. Um, because there's really nothing in South Lincoln like that, like kind of like the Haymarket. So that'd be great. Um, that's encouraging. Um, so I think they're spending some money to try and um, revitalize out here, if you will, um, which that's encouraging. Now, as far as the, the major malls, I don't know. Um, I know we have a place in Arizona, and Red actually just took that over. Um, they tore down the whole mall, and they're building a, a total life lifestyle area there with housing and everything oh wow yeah it was the paradise valley mall they just tore it down and completely redoing it reimagining it if you will it's going to be all restaurants shops bars so that's kind of the future right now um and that's exciting you know it's a great place for people to go and hang out and shop let me ask you about downtown because to me downtown is confusing. What's going on with streetscapes and bike lanes, especially near your store on O Street? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not the only one wondering here. Yeah, the simple answer, I, I don't know. There's bike lanes, there's, you know, cutouts and curb outs and downtown has always been an interesting situation where at one time, as we all know, us old timers that's where all the retail was. Now there really isn't any retail down there. So it's mostly housing, um, little shops. Um, it's just an interesting place, and uh, it's not really a retail center at all anymore. Rick, you and I were talking off-air about the fact that you ha- you live in the Ashland, Gretna, Elkhorn Lake area, and I asked you what you think about the lake project the state legislature has been discussing. Um, why or why wouldn't that work? Well, it, it could work. Um, it's going to take literally hundreds of millions of dollars. The, the issue is, uh, and talking with our developer here where we are uh, by Ashland, um, and, and if anybody knows he does, uh, is the ground is all sand underneath, and they can't just send bulldozers in there to dig it down. So they actually have to dredge it, and that's going to require kind of a Herculean effort. Um, the fingerprint of it, the picture of it looks great. Um, it'd be really cool. To have in Ashland here, we don't really want it because we don't want all the traffic. But for people in Lincoln and Omaha, it would be a wonderful thing. Um, but again, it's it's an issue of the land being very very difficult to excavate to get to get it deep enough to to make a lake. Let me be yeah. a geological challenge there. Well, I mean, like the lake you're on was formerly a a, a sand pit and was used for control construction materials for years and years uh, and still uh, i mean they still have that concrete plant here so right you know able able has it but yeah um this ground is just sand and unless mother nature or a dredging uh, system is figured out i don't know how they're going to dig that out 
in the size that they're talking about. Plus, they're going to have to reroute everything, all the roads, all the rail. There's a lot of railroad tracks through here. It's a major undertaking if they do do it. Yeah. Interesting potential tourism idea fraught with challenges. Well, thanks a lot, Rick, for updating us on what's going on in the retail scene. Interesting to hear what South Point and RED are up to these days. Yep. You betcha. Thanks, guys. Coming up, thanks, ne- Rick. coming up next, new businesses opening, closing, and moving around. We'll be right back. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Ever recorded. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Message us on Facebook or Twitter about businesses opening, closing, or relocating that you know about. Provide us with an approximate address, what you do know, and we'll check it out. And this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. News from Midtown at 50th and O. New eyeglass, eye doctor, chain franchise coming into Lincoln. It's called iMart. Not 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 too surprising what they do. Kind of self-describing. It's a few doors down from Noodles yeah. at, on the south side of 50th and O. And we didn't know the name of this and saw a building permit for quite a while. And I rem- we've got it written down, $350,000 for their building yeah. permit, Robin. I mean, that's pretty substantial for a third tenant. of a million dollars. Yeah, for, for, I, for an eyeglass store. Yeah. And then if you keep going down O Street to 56th and O, there is new construction reported by Facebook fan Tracy Bridgman-Grob. She said, what is going in there next to Freddy's? And we have an answer there. Yes, we do. And a building permit answer for a small portion of it. A coffee shop is what we understand. You spotted a building permit for a cooler. cooler. In a coffee shop. <laughs> and then we found out that... That Seven Brew Coffee yeah. is a tenant that plans to go next door to Freddy's. That's that's our current information that we know. That's uh, I was told that by someone in the neighborhood. And I Googled Seven Brew, and they appear to be based in the South and have, you know, over 100 stores around the country. I think it said 165 um, I thought we were saturated and done with coffee, but we've got that one. And then there was a little one that just got announced. What was the name? Of, what's the name of that one that's that's building a building down near Home Depot? I drive by that and I can't remember. Ziggy's. Ziggy's, yeah. Like the comic strip. Yeah, boy, I had, to, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to think a little bit there. We're Ziggies. not done, are we? <laughs> we are not done with coffee. We need more coffee, apparently. Hey, uh Obviously, we also need more apartments and homes up in the north part of town at 9305 Adams. About 16 acres are to be annexed in that area for 50 apartments and 65 homes. You know, when I was a little girl, we lived near Adams Street. And I think that 56th Street was kind of getting on the edge of Northeast Lincoln. And 70th, you were, by the time you got to 70th Street, that was out in the country. And no. now we are at 93rd. 93rd Street. 93rd and East Adams. Hey, staying with our north theme, but going to the west all the way out to 
Fallbrook, uh, we uh, I saw another building permit, 555 Boutique and Spa. It was a build-out for, obviously, a spa, $150,000. 150000 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a small space, that's a chunk of change. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, just the, it goes to show people what these construction costs are uh, you know, coming in for these tenant improvements. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it explains the inflation because ultimately those costs, you know, you have to build that into the rent, you know, build that into your loan. And you got to charge your customers. So, that exactly. you know, this is why we see inflation. Um Tom Gifford is a commercial realtor who leased the, remember the, speaking of coffee, remember there used to be a Scooters downtown downtown, or in the Haymarket. Right on 8th Street. Yeah, on 8th Street. And Tom Gifford leased that to Beer House, which is a German beer house. Yeah. Um, it's, It's more of a bar than it is a restaurant. They do serve... What was it? Brats and pretzels or something like that. And they posted on Facebook this week one day that they ran out. So all we have is the beer, but come on down. So <laughs> and then they ran out of food. And apparently, I mean, according to the pictures I saw in Facebook, the servers wear those German little outfits like you would see at a, a festival, you know. Lederhosen? I don't know what you call it. Yeah. But. Oh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen the pictures, but I'm assuming that's what it is. Hey, uh, not too far from there at 600 P Street, where you see, uh, I think most people would think of it as the Huddle Building. There, new is, building, new building, out by the, by the arena. Uh, in some uh, unfinished space, they're going to create a child care center with an exterior playground. And listen to this building permit number: 1.5 million dollars. That's quite a employee benefit for a company well, to yeah, provide. I don't know that it's only uh, a huddle thing. It just happens to be in that building. I, I think they'll let other people uh, use the facility, but I, I don't know how that's Well, yeah, going. one of the staff people at KLIN mentioned that employees and people in the building could use it and potentially a discount or something. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Robin, uh we had talked a little bit about uh, Speedway Village and uh, this uh, former food truck. Um, Vernon Ellie's food truck has opened a restaurant at Speedway Village next to Villarreal, Nebraska Academy and the Capital Soccer Speedway Village project. Opening this weekend, drive through only at this point. Well, there you go. Very interesting. Let's let's jump uh, to the south, to South Point. And I'm going to let you take this one, Robin. I think this one's more up your uh, alley. Well, Lululemon, although I will say it, I mean, good quality stuff. It's pricey. It's um, fitness and active wear clothing for women. Lululemon is opening at South Point. Now, they have a store on North 14th Street downtown like about a block or two north of O. So this would be the second store. Construction has started. They've got a sign up in the window. There's a photo on the Grow Lincoln page. They pulled a $160,000 permit for that job. Which, by the way, I think they also have men's clothes and 
and I don't know if they do at that facility, but they do at some other facilities. Hmm. And I only say this because my oldest son gets pants uh, from them, slacks, hmm. and he goes, he really likes them. Mm-hmm. So, so they're very breathable. So it appeals to the college age and the young professional yeah. age clothes. Well, and what perfect timing, you know, coming out of COVID, you know, to offer something that is comfortable but still kind of looks nice and you can get away with it in Zoom. And Yeah, I didn't even, when he when he said, yeah, these are Lululemon uh, slacks, I, I, I certainly didn't know. They look like normal slacks that guys would wear. Yeah. Hey, Robin, let's talk a little bit about uh, some people were concerned, I think, that when we mentioned America's Best uh, going into 28th and Yankee Hill and wondering whether or not they were going to keep their 48th and R location. And the answer is? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, America's Best contacts and glasses. They are opening a store south of Coles, and and one of our Gore Lincoln fans wondered if that meant that 48th and R location was going to close, but they plan to stay open. Yep. Uh, uh, Edgewood, 56th and uh, Highway 2 area. I saw another building permit uh, go through for Cosmoprof uh, Beauty Supply. And I looked it up, and they are they sell beauty supplies to uh, licensed professionals. Five hundred and ninety thousand dollars for this tenant improvement. That is the third one I have seen lately. I I remember seeing something at twenty seventh and O on the southwest corner, and then the other day I was driving back from downtown, and I went through Antelope Valley. And I was, wasn't to 27th Street yet, so I was in between Antelope Valley and 27th. And on the north side of the street, I saw another one. And I was going too fast to, you know, try to dictate a message or take a picture or anything. I couldn't do that. But there's got to be at least three of these that are new in Lincoln to support all, this, all the salons all we've salons. been I see yeah. the nail, the hair, the brows, the lashes, the skin care. You know, yep, they got to buy their product from somebody. And I think there's a distributor war going on in Lincoln. <laughs> it looks that way. Hey, I want to bring up one more building permit that I saw, and this is at 3835 South Street, where the Dairy Queen is, that's been there forever and ever. They are going to do an addition to the south of their building, $320,000. Now, that's interesting that we're adding space. Yeah. So making not, it larger. Not, not making it smaller during a pandemic. Well, that's all for Grow Lincoln. Thanks a lot. And send your announcement about your business opening, closing, or relocating to us via Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm.